Now, complete change of gear. This is the first Six Nations Championship since Sean O'Brien's retirement as a professional rugby player announced last year and farming taking a bigger role in his life again. Good morning to you, Sean O'Brien. Good morning. How are you? How do you feel on days like this? Have you made the switch in your head or do you feel like you should be packing your kit bag this morning? <laughs> no, I definitely don't think I've... Uh... I've thought about packing my gear bag anyway, that's for sure. I'm I'm pretty happy to be not have the pressure of what what will ha- unfold over this weekend and not have a very sore body after the game. So it's uh, it's it's a, it's a happier happier weekend for me, I think all around. Uh, I wonder will you be feeling that way when you're watching the screen later on? Will you watch it at home? I'll watch it at home, yeah. I'll watch mm. it at home tomorrow. It's um yeah, no, it's it's exciting again for for them. Um a very tricky game, so it's uh it should be good. Should be good viewing. Um we opened the programme talking to Harold Kingston about knowing when was the time to move on to the next stage of your career. How did you know that it was time to hang up your boots? I think I think every professional rugby player or sportsman knows in, in their own head when the time is right. And there's probably there's probably a few factors in that. One is your body and um, your body telling you that it's time. And mine certainly was telling me at that stage, um, you know, that enough was enough. And then with your head then as well, you might be still thinking like you've been in your mid-20s or even your early 30s, but you're... Um, you know, you can you can think smart and you can think fast, but it's uh, your body just won't allow mm, you to do it, mm. and and that's when you know. Then look, this is this is coming to an end, and you just have to make that decision and transition out of the game. The thing that's always fascinated me about you, Sean, though, is as you say, the the modern professional game is really pretty all-consuming. Yet it was really mm. important to you to keep a hand in at the farming throughout that whole time. Why was that? Probably the, the the enjoyment factor, um, which some people think I'm mad from saying you enjoy farming. It's tough work. It's hard work. It's probably something I've always enjoyed, and and it was a release as such, away from the pressure of uh, professional rugby and performing every weekend. Um, so that's why I always kind of kept uh, in the loop a little bit. The only time I properly stepped away was when I was in London, I suppose for my last two seasons but yeah it was always mm. something I very much enjoyed very much enjoyed the work enjoyed um, you know just the lifestyle I know it's I know it's not for everybody but um, I think when you grow up on a farm it's you always have that connection to it Very important as well to change the stereotype about Leinster players isn't it? Well yeah it's, it's probably something that's <laughs> come in over the years I I'm, I'm saying that with my tongue in my cheek now by the way I don't expect yeah, you to no, stand up for everybody no, no, I'm not, but it's it's definitely helped. Um, you know, you have Tyke Furlong there as well. You have there's numerous other fellas who've come from, come through the system, even some of the lads who've moved on to Connacht in the last few years, Peter Dooley and the likes, all come from yeah. that background. Um so it's yeah, it's good that that people are uh you know, within within the farming community are playing rugby now throughout all the provinces. Um you know, and it's 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 great. You've made some changes now in the time that you have gone back to the farming more full time. You had been farming Belgian blue sucklers. You've now making a bit of a switch, or you're introducing some Herefords. Why Herefords? Um, probably, you know, there's a few things. One is they're so docile and quiet, and um, two is they're they're easily finished and um, they're. Uh, you know, it's it's probably it's complete the complete opposite of the system we were in in terms of the sucklers, but it it suits the way uh, 
my life is now as such and from calf to beef is is going to be um you know what we're going to try and do so it's all very new to me at the minute with the herefords but something i'm enjoying and getting my head around and visit a few farms there recently actually that, that are doing the same type of thing and um yeah just uh, there's a neighbor of mine here as well jim hogan who's big herford man and one of probably the best at it so um I'm looking across the ditch at his some days with a lot of je- with a lot with a lot, with a lot of jealousy and um, the more he's very very he's very very good animals and um, it's just probably a good okay. fit for me as well at the minute you know uh, just before I let you go people who would be making or saying that uh, the, the Murrayfield clash is something of a foregone conclusion would I presume be making a mistake what way do you think it's going to go. I, look, I think Ireland will, will win the game. I just think it's going to be a bit closer than people are thinking. I think Scotland aren't going to just roll over in their backyard and say, "Here, Ireland, go ahead with the triple crown." Um, and they're playing. They're, Scotland are playing a very dangerous brand of rugby. So, I think it'll be nine points. I think that's what Ireland probably nine, nine, yeah, nine points. I'm right. kind of saying, but an Irish win all the same. All right, Sean O'Brien. I hope you're right. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. And